When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and thanks for joining us for another Flying Solo Podcast. I'm Robert Gerrish and this episode is part of a special series called Home Truths. Make working from home really work. It's brought to you by New South Wales Small Business Month and New South Wales Government Initiative. In this five-part series, accompanied by two webinars, inspiring business owners share their tips and ideas on starting, running and growing a home-based business. New South Wales Small Business Month is a celebration of small businesses with hundreds of events across the state throughout October. It's all about giving you the practical business information and support to start, run or grow your business. To find out more, just head to businessmonth.nsw.gov.au. Now, I'm delighted to be speaking with Emily Trail, who runs a fabulous little business called Made My Day. Hello, Emily. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me. Oh, look, to be honest, I've been wanting to talk to you for years. I, I can't recall exactly uh, when I came across the business that uh, yourself and Jackie built uh, called Made My Day, but um, I've, I've just observed it for a long time, and I'm really happy to have you here. So, look, let's maybe get started. So, what is Made My Day, M-A-I-D? What is your business? Our business is a, a cleaning agency, and uh, we provide customer uh, account managed cleaning services um, at the regular price of a normal cleaning cleaning service. Wow. I mean, that's straight out of the bat. That's a pretty quick or pretty uh, impressive proposition that you can have a service around cleaning and yet still provide the cleaners at the, at the market rate. How on earth do you do that? Oh, well, um, we, we pay our cleaners really well, but our pricing um, is structured so that we've um, able to provide a customer service team to deliver uh, the service to our, yeah, to our market. Yeah, okay. And so are you, uh, are most of your customers, are they domestic or is it a mixture of uh, domestic and commercial? How does that work? Well, we, ha- we service four different vertical markets. We service the residential cleaning market, which... Um, covers like if for example you were to have a cleaning service in your home we offer cleaning to the aged care market so that is elderly people in their homes and that's usually organized through an aged care agency um, and funded by the government we service the commercial market which includes small retail spaces and small shopping centers and then a a big part of our um, business is now strata so that's cleaning public areas of apartment buildings. 
Wow. Okay. So now you've run this business with your with your partner, uh, Jackie Kraus, for twelve years. Tell me the business you've got now. Is it? Did you ever anticipate it being this sort of business? Uh, this large as as large as it is now, or yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, well, not not. Um, we we never anticipated that it would get to this size. Uh, essentially, we were just looking for an exit from the corporate corporate space. We both worked corporate sales jobs in the telco sector. And we were really just looking for a way out of that. Um, but, yeah, we didn't ever anticipate that uh, we could get it to the size that it is today and um, that it would require uh, the business skills that it requires from us um, to run a business this, this large. Mm. Well, so how, how large is it? I mean, I know that both yourself and Jackie still run the business from your home bases, but you have yes. a pretty, pretty large crew now and you're not, you were originally... Yeah just on the sort of northern beaches of Sydney, I think, when you started, but now you're across three states. So That's right. So we're in big. Melbourne. Yeah, we're in Melbourne, Brisbane and Sydney, and we have around 200 cleaners that work for us. Um, so, it's yeah, it's definitely grown way beyond what we thought. We, we initially thought we'd just service the residential market in Sydney, but then um, opportunities arose to service additional markets like the aged care and the strata and the retail spaces, and we jumped on it. And uh, I think from that, it's grown to the size it is now. Yeah, well, look, you're, and you're clearly uh, you're clearly doing a lot of things really well, and you're obviously enjoying your business. The fact that you, you know, you're seeing these opportunities, and as you say, you're kind of pouncing on them and grabbing them. But let's just go back to the beginning again, if we can. So, twelve yes. years ago. Jackie and yourself both working in the sort of telecoms area. And it sounds yes. from what you just said, you'd kind of, you'd had enough of all that. Uh, what, was it, what was it really that precipitated you to start your own business? Yeah, um, well, we uh, had, we'd been friends and colleagues for six years. Um, and we'd worked across two different companies together. And we loved our corporate jobs. And it's, it's really tricky because um, our corporate roles had really become part of our identity by that time. Mm. But Jackie had just had her first baby. I'd just gotten married and I was starting to think about starting a family. And I was watching Jackie in her corporate role. It was a very, it, and still is a very male-dominated space. And just trying to reconcile how we could live the life that we wanted as mothers and still have these great careers like we mm. really didn't want to give give up the opportunity of um of having great career but we had this burning desire to have time with our children and to have a certain type of life as mothers and so I was seeing Jackie um she was having to get her her youngest child um babysat three nights three days she'd have to uh, ship him off three days a week just because of the hours we had to work and at the same she was only working three days and at the same time I was seeing many men progress past her in her in their role just because they were there for five days and she was there for three days and I just was just couldn't see that I'd be happy working in that environment mm. um and under those conditions and not progressing um, in our careers. So um, we started to think about how we could start something of our own and we, we just thought there must be a better way. And I guess there was. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they're, they're clearly 12 years later, there clearly is. So, so interesting. So it's not really that you, d you didn't have any kind of dislike of your, 
your roles in corporate. It was more that the but structure I... of corporate for uh, a woman with wanting to start a family just wasn't going to work for you. So you've taken, though, I yeah. know a lot of your kind of corporate learning and your corporate skills into your business. I've I've heard from others that kind of know your business that you're you're both uh, incredibly structured and very organized and very <laughs> systematized, if that's a word. Um, would you say that? How would you observe, this might be a hard one to answer, but how would you observe the way that you and Jackie run your business? Yeah, well, we definitely had a plan uh, when we started our own business. Once we came up with the idea and the name, we definitely put a lot of time into the financial model of how the business could work for us and make money. We, we didn't ever do the cleaning ourselves, so we had to work out how that would work, um, having staff to do that for us and the margins that we could make and how, how many customers we'd need to get to uh, derive the same income that we got from our corporate jobs. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of time on that before we even started. And... Um, yeah, and, and then we, in terms of how we work together, um, we absolutely love working together and we, we try and make every day as, as fun as we possibly can because that's what having our own business is about. It's trying to live our very best life together. How wonderful. So it's interesting. Um, one, one question I haven't asked you yet but I'd like to is what on earth possessed you to choose the cleaning market? I mean, my... <laughs> It strikes me if there's one industry that you, that you hear horror stories about. I mean, I'm talking about probably personal kind of domestic horror stories. All, you know, you don't have to walk like far. Like what? Down what? What do well, you, you mean? You just don't have to walk down far down any sort of uh, residential street to find somebody who's trying to find a cleaner and can't find one and can't, ah, can't you know, and yep. they don't do the tops of the picture yep. frames and they don't do this, they don't do that. Um, yeah, it just seems like it's a it's a tricky industry. Maybe I'm being a bit mean, but um, but yeah. you you chose it. Was it was it in any degree because of that that you chose it? Because of that, um, sort of partly, partly. So we did work in the telco industry, which um, so that's a recurring revenue business. So everybody who uh, has a recurring expense with their mobile, for example, every month, and um, it, it's not a passive income, but it's a, it's it's a definite recurring income, and we wanted something that we could sell at once, and then we would keep getting the revenue for that service each month ongoing. So I started thinking through all the monthly expenses that people have, like electricity, for example, as well. And I realised that I'd had a cleaner since I was 22, since I'd had um, a, quite a good corporate job, yep. and that I'd never even uh, questioned. You know, I never had received any customer service, never really questioned the service, even if I wasn't particularly happy. And I just kept kept paying my weekly cleaning sure. fee mm. and suddenly thought, well, maybe we could do this, but do it better and provide a layer of customer service on top of um, great training and a really consistent service across our, our cleaning teams. Um, so that that's what brought the idea about. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, genius. I mean, I just love the way that that because of the experience you had in in the sort of telco industry, it was that recurring model that you were looking for. And and clearly, you put an awful lot of planning yourself and Jackie into this before you launch. Which, unfortunately, as you would possibly know, within a lot of small businesses, planning is not something that historically we're we're that good at. You know, a lot of businesses. <laughs> yeah kind of just get started and then try to kind of retrofit a bit of planning 
but you've clearly yes. done this a different way around. But so let's have a look. I mean, it can't all, be, I mean, it, clearly you've, you've done exceptionally well and here you are now, you've built a business that's actually greater than the business that you first envisaged. There must have been yes. a few bumps in the road. What sort of challenges have you had uh, and how have you overcome them? Uh, well, obviously at the beginning it was really hard to get great people that wanted to work for us and to find those um, really reliable cleaners who were willing to follow our type processes in the way that they deliver the service. So we had, yeah, that was definitely a really big challenge in the first year. Um, the next big challenge, and this is a challenge that we still face today, is uh, anticipating what our, how our business is going to need to look as we go through a stage of growth. So you can never really tell when those really fast um, stages of growth are going to come about. It might be the week after you've had a baby, for example, which happened with us. And then you just need to accelerate and change gears and, uh, and modify your back end of the business so that it can now service that larger group of customers or that bigger group of customers. And, I mean, we still face this, this now. It would be great to be able to anticipate all of the icebergs up ahead, but um, it, it's very hard to do that as, a, as your own business. You don't have... Uh, advisors like in a, in a corporate job you have in a corporate job you're receiving constant training you have mentors to to help you with those future obstacles but um that that's definitely challenging for us and then i guess the final um the big the other big challenge that we faced probably halfway through our business is uh managing people like that's what our business is we have like 200 cleaners and we have to make sure that they're engaged and happy and committed to our business as well as our office staff so we've really had to work on our management style and working out all of the reasons that uh, our office staff and our cleaners would want to work for us and providing the best possible experience for them like giving them the, the as close a possible experience as we have in our business sure this is probably a good point to remind listeners that this series is brought to you by New South Wales Small Business Month, a New South Wales government initiative. It's part of a month-long celebration of small businesses with hundreds of events across New South Wales throughout October to help you start, run and grow your business. To find out more, just head to businessmonth.nsw.gov.au. Okay, so look, it, it's uh, fascinating to hear to, to hear some of the challenges that you've had. I'd like to pick you up on a couple. So, one of yeah. them that, that is a, is a sounds like a nice problem to have is when you you're saying when you suddenly have kind of you didn't use the word meteoric, but I'm going I'm going to <laughs> you know when you suddenly have meteoric growth. So presumably that happens when you what when you win a new contract or you move into a new vertical that you suddenly have bosh a whole lot of extra uh, jobs on your books is that it that's exactly right and um, sometimes I mean we have targets which we've had since the beginning to that we're trying to achieve on a monthly basis and essentially how it works in our business is we always need to be um, gaining more new revenue per month and what we're losing to achieve slow and, or a normal pace of growth but sometimes um, over the, the the period of the business we'll just win a huge number of customers or a different type of customer um, like strata for example and that requires us to change our model in terms of the way that we're delivering and that's tricky 
Yeah, okay, sure. So, yeah, that's a good point. So when you've got something like Strata, that must be very different to working with a sort of standard commercial or residential. So new systems, new processes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the the great thing is is that customers will always tell you what they want. Mm. (laughs) So once – so – when we won a new batch of customers or a different type of customer, we are always asking them what what do what can we do better? What is going well? What's not going well? That's our most common thing that we ask: what's going well and what's not going well. And they will they'll tell you, and then you need to modify to deliver what they're after. And and that brings us back to your your strong emphasis on customer service. And mm-hmm. I'd like to just have a little look at that. So what does that? Um, what does that really kind of translate to? Let's use the example, you know, a lot of our audience are home-based businesses. So mm-hmm. let's use a kind of domestic home as an example. How yes. would how would we um, actually experience your customer service in our homes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the biggest, one of the biggest parts is making sure that the service gets set up uh, correctly or how, the customer wants it. So there are a lot of Uber-style cleaning businesses that are operating now, but that's where at the opposite end of that. So if, for example, you were wanting a cleaning service, you would have a, for your home, Robert, you would have a consultation with one of our housekeeping consultants and they run you through a a series of questions so that we are setting up your service the way you want it from the beginning. Then we have our customer service team that ring after you've had your first clean to ask how your clean has gone, what's gone well, what didn't go well. And it's never going to be perfect every time because as you've spoken with the, about with cleaning, everyone wants something different. You might want the top of your picture frames cleaned, but some, for someone else, getting their linen changed might be the most important thing. So um, we need to adapt that particular service for each particular customer as, it, as the service moves along in order to keep that customer for the longest period of time that we can. Fantastic. So is, is the system then that you operate one whereby if as a kind of homeowner, I'm not happy, mm-hmm. I don't talk to my cleaner, I talk to my customer service advisor, my my. That, that's exactly right. Yeah, so we we're proactive in in uh, in contacting our customers. Essentially, after the first clean is the most important time to make sure it's getting off to the best start, and then we periodically check in with our customers as well because sometimes even if you're really happy, you might have had a, a service with us for two years. Like your cleaner might just start slipping with their attention to detail, or they might be starting to focus on the wrong area for you, for your home. And so we need to adapt at that time and and then feed that, uh, take that feedback through to our team manager who then speaks to the cleaner and um, adjusts the service and then gets it right. Gotcha. Okay, what a a terrific system. So, look, I'm going to move us towards a sort of close, but I've got a couple of questions. One I'd love to know is um, you started this, I think, when Jackie had just had her first child. Here we are Uh 12 years in. May yes. I ask how many children are in the frame now between the uh, three of you? Well, Jack's got three boys and uh, I've got three girls. So together we're like the Brady Bunch. Oh, wow. And we, um, yeah, and the, her eldest is I think 13 or 14 and um, our, we both have a, a six-year-old, which is both our, our youngest. So it's obviously a lot easier in some ways now because they're all off at school, but we are heading into those teenage years. So... Uh, having our own business gives us the opportunity to really 
give time to the teenagers, which everyone says that yes. they need. Well, look, my experience of a teenager is I think get your get your policies and procedures sorted out. <laughs> Quick <laughs> smart. So another couple of questions. Thank you for sharing that. What I'd love to have a look at is, you know, your your model that you've created, and and as you said, you've gone into four different verticals. Have you yes. been tempted, or are you tempted? to take the business in a totally different direction? Is there something other than cleaning that you might have a look at or are you very happy working in the space that you're in? Yeah, um, we've definitely looked at that over the years and um, many people, like we've had a lot of people approach us about using our sales team, for example, but for a, a different industry. But the reality is with cleaning, there's so many verticals like we've just started uh, doing some work with funeral parlors for example so we're more likely to pick additional vertical markets and because we already have that workforce in place and all of the systems and processes around that and then just modify that that's a big enough modification to switch industry to switch verticals rather than switching um, out whole industries or starting a new business yeah. Okay. How fascinating. I mean, you you wouldn't. Well, at least I wouldn't have thought that they'd, that uh, you know the funeral industry would be a vertical on its own. How, how astonishing! It is. Well, they What's they the require point? so much cleaning. So they're actually quite in terms of the number of hours of cleaning they need a week. It's actually quite large. Wow. Um, and same with like shopping villages. That's a massive um, area for us. Like those smaller your local shopping villages that they often have like. 40 hours cleaning a week, like 40 to 100. We've got one with 100 hours cleaning a week. So that's quite um, quite an opportunity just in itself as opposed Absolutely. to... But, but the thing is that we love our residential customers because they're our bread and butter. So whereas the uh, Stratas, for example, they're much larger clients, but it's great to have those in a mix with all of the small residentials that are constantly mm. coming in every day. Great. And you and you both still very much run your business from your own respective homes. We do. Yeah, we yeah. we uh we train together every day to have that time together that's not so business related and we have a formal meeting with each other once a week where we follow an, an agenda and that's usually in a cafe. Um but and and we meet out even though all of our office staff are also from their own home we meet once a, a month for at a cafe for a, a big staff meeting and we have a meeting with our cleaners once a month like a personal face to face meeting Gosh. with them as well and i bet that table in the cafe is immaculate when you leave it uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that's why even though we're a business that runs from home and we've tried to design this business that's a passive in, passive income business, it's still a lot of effort because we're managing our people and that takes a lot of care and effort sure. um, to make them commit to, to want to stay committed to working for us. Of course, a lot of work. I think um, passive income is a, is a bit of a myth, but I, I can see the Really? Model. Yeah, I, well, I love the I, idea, I but this... I just... <laughs> Hmm. I think there's always work involved is what you're saying. So I think we can agree yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So finally, um, what I'd just love to know, Emily, what do you see for the future? Is there, I mean, you've, you've now in into three states. Are you going to go nationwide? Are you going to go even further? What's, what sort of vision do you have for the future? Well, we've obviously got big revenue targets for the next five years. So um, we need to keep that focus on, on, achieving those revenue targets and being disciplined and and working every day on the activities that are required to achieve those targets 
Um, but we definitely, the other thing that we have for our next five years is we're really trying to formulate a great vision for our lifestyle because I guess at this point we've achieved the initial goals that we had for our lifestyle, but we're trying to think of what, what, could, what next, what could be, could be good for us. Mm, how fantastic. Um, in terms of our life as well we've always got twin goals like what are we trying to do with the business and are we are we emotionally connected to those goals because of what it will achieve for our lifestyle how wonderful i just i i love the way the two of you run your business it's um inspirational so thank you so much emily for uh, spending time with the flying solo community and um sharing your knowledge with us thank you very much uh, thanks so much for having me robert okay talk to you again Okay. Before we leave you, thanks so much for joining us in this episode of the special five-part Home Truths series brought to you by New South Wales Small Business Month, a New South Wales government initiative. To listen to the other episodes and catch our webinars, head to flyingsolo.com.au forward slash small business month. New South Wales Small Business Month is a celebration of small businesses with hundreds of events across New South Wales throughout October. It's all about giving you the practical business information and support to start, run or grow your business. To find out more, just head to businessmonth.nsw.gov.au. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything you know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 